Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? I'm doing okay. Really happy that we that the, the, the change happened. <laughs> yeah, we actually got some semblance of change on this week's SmackDown Live. A very, very fun show, which you're going to hear us review very, very shortly. Uh, but before we get into that, I've got a Rusev Hay here that I would love to read Rusev out for hey. you. Rusev uh, From a... Uh, a Um, from a pledge hammer called Matt Noble who just posted up on our Patreon page yesterday so I bumped into Ollie Davis tonight did a little fan goal and I tried to play it cool he's taller he's taller than I expected everyone says that it's weird so you met one of our pledge hammers last night yeah so I was um, my train was cancelled and it was raining and it was so cold Mm. but luckily downstairs in the station they had this heater on and I just stood under the heater for, <laughs> yeah. t- for 15 to 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And loads of people walked past. And this guy, like, motioned to me and was like, and I just assumed I was looking at someone else. <laughs> he's seen someone else he's meeting. Yeah. And then he came over to me and he was like, I, 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 could, I could only see his mouth move. I had my, my headphones okay, yeah, on. Yeah. I take my headphones off and said, hi. And he went, I'm a you know, fan of the show. And I was like, oh, oh thank you very much. Apparently he was a fight forever. Oh, cool. And But he didn't see us. That was his first ever wrestling show. How did he find it? Uh, he said he, he enjoyed it a lot. And I was like, you should go to Rev Pro and stuff. Mm. Uh, oh, but it's sold out forever. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it was very nice to meet a member of the SWAF Nation IRL. And as I said to my girlfriend immediately after, because I ring her as soon as anything like this happens, I'm famous. <laughs> You're so lucky. I'm semi-famous. Yeah. I said, the best thing of all, he seemed relatively well adjusted. <laughs> it's nice when, like, all our fans, they we meet them and they're all relatively well adjusted. Absolutely. And I'm like, you see, wrestling fans, they get a bad rep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Bloody exactly. Uh, got a Rusev Hey here from Louis Harker. He says, Hi, guys. Not sure if this counts as I'm a trainee wrestler myself, but I'm still a huge markout. Uh, it was still a huge markout moment for me. I wrestled tonight on a show featuring WOS wrestler Crater. As part oh of my, my gimmick, I throw nachos to the crowd. Think New Day with popcorn, pancake, cereal. And I got a picture with him off- uh, Got a picture with him offering him a nacho while he's looking truly terrified, uh, terrifying to be 
honest. Not sure if it's being on the show with a big name and asking for a picture is more nerve-wracking than a random meet, as you don't know how... Um, I don't want to look stupid, but he was a true gent and was great with all the guys in the back. We are quite an experienced group, but have grown this year, selling out this last show, and I'm certain a few people from this show will soon be on your radar. Probably not me. I know my own limits. But there is some real talent in Manchester and the surrounding areas that you must check out. Sorry for the long email. If it doesn't count as Ruth F. Hey, but I'm fan and uh, but I'm a fan first and foremost, and it was a really cool moment for me. Huge fan of the work and proud to be a pledge hammer. Louis Harker, aka Disfrazado Rodrigo. I believe is his wrestler name wow. and there is a picture of him offering <laughs> a dorito by the looks of this uh, to crater both lucha mask wearing yes wow i like uh what's his name again uh louis, uh, louis harker louis louis mask there is something else oh isn't it just it looks like an octopus on his head mate you might get signed just based on your mask yeah just for the merchandise potential oh absolutely kids love masks yes uh does it say what the promotion was he doesn't say what his promotion was which is uh, an error when you're emailing about a promotion you work for so please do let us know we can give you a plug on this show um got another rusev hey hit and when i saw who was in the subject line instantly my interest peaked can i guess go on then rusev uh Raven, that's what I meant to say. It is not Raven. Chris Saban. No. Um, who else does he play? <laughs> uh, Ariel. Uh, no. From December to December. <laughs> I don't know, tell me. Well, afternoon, Luke, Ollie, and Laurie. I haven't had as many Rusev Hayes recently, so I thought I'd send in another of mine. Or I haven't heard any Rusev Hayes, I should say. Uh, this Rusev Hay came about four years ago while attending a local WXW show here in Florida. This is the same company oh, where okay. I met Scotty Too Hottie in my previous Rusev Hay. Every WXW show has an intermission that allows the wrestlers who are on the night's card to come out and walk around the audience, meeting the fans and taking photos. It's very common to bump into the owner, Afro of the Wild Samoans, aka Pops, or his lovely wife who helps with tickets and concessions we all refer to her affectionately as mom wxw wxw that's a german promotion i mean it must be a different wxw yeah Oh yeah, uh, the guest of the evening I was most interested in saying hello to and sh- uh, hello to and shaking hands was a man made famous in wrestling lore, King Haku. Wow! Oh man, you want to talk about an intimidating person to shake hands with? Mm. It's bloody Haku. I'd be terrified to meet him. Uh, he lives locally and even works down the road from where I live. Even in his 50s and walking around in sweatpants, Haku looks intimidating. As I approached him, I slowed down as he was talking to two younger WXW wrestlers and I didn't want to interrupt. I was very close enough to hear King Haku remind the younger men that taking time to pose and say hello with the children today will create a lasting bond as they grow and follow your career. Both men shook, uh, shook hands and went to say hello to the audience. That's when I got to say hello to King Haku, shake his hand and even have a small chat. He was very pleasant and seemed to enjoy being a mentor to the students. I did my best to speak clearly and not saying anything he might take as an insult. After our small chat, I small chat. You did, he did what? <laughs> After our small, he laid ch- a small little poop. But <laughs> uh, I, I, I spoke perfectly. But I also did, pooped on the floor I, in front of it. I just did a little poopy. So oh, scary. No. After our small chat, mm. I shook his hand again and led him head back to prepare for the second portion of the night's card. I have no doubt the stories I've heard about his toughness are true. His handshake felt like it was designed to crush diamonds. But to be able to talk to him for a few minutes more than made up for the fact that my fingers were crushed. Uh, those two young wrestlers King Haku spoke to have been doing pretty well for themselves. One is Sean Maluta, who wrestled in the first Cruiserweight Classic and has been featured mm. on NXT and 205 Live. And the 
other one is the finest of NXT today, of NXT today, Kona Reeves. Keep up your consistent consistency, guys. James J. Dillon. We sure are consistent. We certainly are, if nothing else. So I made fun of you for mispronouncing something. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we mispronounce a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's part of our gimmick. Yeah, but um, it's also part of Shane McMahon's gimmick. <laughs> and we, we call him out on that today. And now I feel a bit bad because we, we mispronounce stuff all the time. Yeah. But... You know, he's more professional. I don't, where, where does the professional line? Well, does, yeah. Like, when 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 should we actually start re-recording stuff if we screw up? Well, like we do on the videos. Like, uh, we do on the green screen stuff, but the wrestle ramble. Yeah. it's a ramble. It's kind of. I think it's more free flowing, man. But I think people like us because we're not that good at what okay. we do. I think that's part of our charm, really. I was talking to some friends of mine last night, and they were joking that all uh, my friends were saying, like, you know, she's been paid to do a, an acting gig before, so she can technically call herself pro- a professional actor because she's been paid. Same way that I've been paid to do a gig once. So we used to call ourselves professional musicians. It's like, well, we're, we've been paid now. That's it. We've been we're made. Mm. So I guess because we get paid to do this, we should be considered professionals. But at the same time, we're not broadcasting to millions of people around the world um just a a A million we do broadcast to a million over a million different people Mm -hmm. a month but it's you know not on the same league as wwe we don't have the same reach nor are we paid as much as they are you know shame a man is is. well uh, is he on shame (laughs) man money because i'd imagine shane's on quite a bit of cash to be honest uh, fake door don't come cheap, but it <laughs> those, is those in, masks, mate. It Cod is royals. <laughs> so, the, the I I was talking about this actually mm-hmm. about professional like what we can count. If so, if you if you're paid to do something, does that make you a professional in that field? Like, I, I wouldn't count myself a professional cleaner when I used to scrub my dad's car as a kid. Mm-hmm. But technically, I never got paid for the for the dance performance we did on stage. Mm-hmm. In fact, but, we, we paid for it. But you and Laurie technically did. Oh, that's true. I suppose we did, yeah. So, you're a professional, professional. dancer. It's about time I've been recognised as such, to be honest. Yeah. It's, it's what it's my lifelong dream. It'll be uh, Strictly Come Dancing next for me, oh, I yeah, would yeah. imagine. Well, because there was a YouTube... In the jungle. Well, there was a YouTube kid on there this year, uh, which my mother got very excited about, because she was like, that means you and Ollie can definitely do it now because if they're putting youtubers on there then uh, they'll let anyone do it there are different levels of youtubers mum that's what i argued uh, but my mum sort of sees it as just like it's a blanket thing if you yeah. are on youtube and people watch you then you're all at the same level we're basically pewdiepie to my mum and we work for youtube don't we like, <laughs> they they tell us what to do that's yep. how it works they're technically our boss yeah yeah, yeah really when you think about it um I think that's all we've got time for on the email side of things in this intro. Maybe we'll do an Agony Arts request because we've got a couple. Um, someone who has sent theirs in three or four times now, uh, including uh, Urgent, please read before uh, the uh, end of the year. Oh, wow. So we'll try and get to it, but it is like the longest email. It's the one that I said it had like 27 paragraphs. Mm. So we can't read it out. I'm going to try and find a way to do a condensed version of it. So I have read your email. Um, but I'm, I've got to try and condense it down because there is there's like 20 years worth of backstory that he's got to get into this email. The abridged version and the return of everyone's new favorite segment. Help the algorithm. <laughs> Half-assed iTunes review yeah. readouts. So we're going to kick off with the SmackDown review talking about Mustafa Ali. What's that? Could he be a main eventer of SmackDown? Well, let's find out. Here's the show. Well, we are kicking off. 
with a cracking main event. A very good main event. An yeah. excellent main event, one might say. A main event in the new era that actually had change in. This... Like, okay, so we got a bit of stick yesterday for the raw reviews that we did for being quoted too negative because we thought there wasn't enough change in the show. And you know what? Change takes time. Rome wasn't built in a day, some might say. Yes. And yet, somehow, SmackDown felt like a completely different show this week. It felt like actual change had happened. Well, it, it didn't feel like a completely different show, but it did feel like the start of change you know like little bits were moved the first episode of a new era and like when people say change takes time yeah like and this is a good first step in change it's not like the when the brand split happened and there was that roaming cam the commentary desk positions were changed that roaming cam has just gone by the way (laughs) there were different promo styles to separate the two brands like that is a big switch up of change right away and that wasn't what we were looking for. It would have been nice, but what we were looking for was just a little bit of change, especially after the McMahons announced that on Raw. And then, segment by segment, there was literally nothing. Yep. There was no change on the show. It was all the same. But SmackDown kicked off with change, had a little bit of change in the middle, and ended on, you know, a, a bit of change as well. I would say that there was quite a lot of change by the end, mm. and the tag team <clears throat> uh, section had a big amount of change in there too. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that actually throughout the show, there's only really one, maybe two storylines that have really continued in from on from TLC, being the Miz and Shane McMahon co bestie storyline, and the the sort of triple threat feud between Becky, Charlotte, and Asuka. Yeah, it's a real shame that that Randy Orton Rey Mysterio <laughs> storyline. Uh, wasn't wasn't continued on this show. Well, but hopefully I, next week. I was get well. Yeah, I mean, they, we know that it's been taped next week, and we're yeah. not. We got a bit of flack yesterday as well. I say a bit. We got like a couple of tweets, and a few people said we gave away too many spoilers from Raw next week, mm. so we will avoid doing any SmackDown spoilers yes. this week. But they are in the news if you want to see them. Yes, but spoilers. Randy and Ray are not on next week's show either. Hey, you just said no spoilers. That's not a spoiler. So many people aren't going to watch now. Anyway, <laughs> this main event was a tag team main event of Daniel Bryan and Andrade Cien Almas. Oh, mate, already. What a dream team. Already, I'm in. Any combination of those two, I'm in. They could be facing each other. Yep. As heel versus heel. Face versus face. Face versus heel. As a tag team. As a heel tag team. As a babyface tag team. So very much behind that. And who are they facing? AJ Styles. You know, okay, fair enough. He was the WWE champion forever who never main evented a pay-per-view. But he's a great wrestler. The house that AJ Styles built, not much change there. And Mustafa Ali. Who was announced as the newest member of the SmackDown Live roster. He is now officially part of SmackDown. He's all grown up. Which is great. This this was tremendous news. Mm. When they announced this, like they put up a graphic that just said, hey, our main event tonight is AJ and Mustafa Ali versus Brian and Almas. I was like, I'm so in for this episode. I'm so ready. But were you of, were you of the... I certainly was after, you know, just being conditioned by WWE. They give us something and then they don't follow up on it. So many examples this year. Apollo Crews, for instance. Mm. And I, I hear Mustafa Ali is going to be in the tag team main event. I was like, okay, so, you know, he's going to get a little bit... Uh, for over the Christmas period and when the proper storylines have to start he'll evaporate away again but they follow that up just Corey Graves almost mentions it offhand oh yeah 
he's part of the SmackDown roster now. Yeah. And all of a sudden I was like, wow, okay, that's really important to build trust in me as a viewer because you delivered something last week, which mm-hmm. was that Ali Bryan segment, and you followed up on it with, yeah. with another step. And it opens, it makes me hopeful for what they'll do with the rest of the 205 roster. That is the key for yeah, me yeah, yeah. here. And I, I mentioned this in my review as well, is that it really does give us hope. that Because 205 Live, as great of a show as it is, it is a wasted hole of talents that they have there because no one's watching the product. It is a show that very rarely cracks the top 10 of most th- most watched things on the WWE Network. It's usually like 15th, sometimes even lower down than that. No one, as great as it is, no one is watching the product. So why waste that talent there? Why, like, why isn't Buddy Murphy in the upper mid card on Raw? Like, why is he just the Cruiserweight Champion on a show that no one watches or on the kickoff shows? Like, he, there's so much that Hideo Itami, yeah. Akira Tozawa, like, ha, like the man so, gets over. He's so good. Like, yeah. why is he? And he's not done anything this year. Brian Kendrick, Gentleman Jack Gallagher. There's so Drew many Gulak. guys. No Drew Oh man, there's so many guys that are there. That you could do. Alexander. Yeah. Absolutely. There's so many guys you could do so much with. I, it, like, bolster up your mid-card. Create a tag team out of some of them. Mm. Fill out you know, these positions. And, yeah, Mustafa Ali going across the SmackDown Live really gives me hope into the new year that more of the 205 Live guys will find themselves going across to both shows as well and actually just being more than... They can still do 205 Live, but being more than just 205 guys and be able to be in better positions on Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, I, I mean, like, for me, I think 205 Live, just logistically, the way it has to be live, the weight limit, just all, all of the stuff, no, no matter that it's got good wrestling, it's like wherever it's placed in your taping schedule, it bores the audience. It, yeah. it tires the audience. I I personally would drop 205 Live. I think it's been, what, just over two years now. Yeah. It's, you can you can drop it now, and it's it's not that bad. It, was a, a, it was a good experiment. Mm. It just it never delivered on its promise. But like you said, I don't mind if you keep it either. The most important thing is to feature these guys on Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. Just to, like, what a great way to shake it up. Everyone's looking at NXT. But now you've... I, I kind of didn't even really consider 205 Live. Same here. It was here. a blind spot in, yeah, my, yeah, totally. in my mind. But now, well, with, I guess, Lucha House Party has already come um, over to Raw. Yeah, yeah. And now Ali has really, like, properly broken through into the main event. I... I mean, I've always liked Ali. I've, you know, the cruiserweight. He was an alternate in the cruiserweight classic. Yes, he was. I wasn't even supposed to be here today. <laughs> and look where he is now, pinning the WWE champion. Yeah, I, I'd said in the review, in one match, one move, and one win, he already feels like a big deal on that show. Mm. It's incredible what they've done. Yeah, so that's what happened in this match. It was, it was just a, a really great match. Like, mm. not, not you know, like not four stars or anything, but just solid main event TV match and I'm, I'm talking that where you where you sort of progress characters and storylines and it's really entertaining to watch that's what you want from a tv match you save your really good matches for the pay-per-view absolutely it was extraordinary and no, no, none of the guys felt overexposed because it's a tag match you just do the bits that get you over that's how week-to-week tv should work if i was doing it and you it wasn't just Mustafa who, who shined. Like, Almas was so oh, good. Man. When he does that kick and back elbow, it's so <laughs> quick. It's unreal. He is just limited, like, untapped potential, mm. like, in Almas. We've been saying it since he got the call-up earlier this year that he's been completely wasted up on the main roster. A legit Sky you could have just slotted into the main event from the get-go. He was an already-made main eventer. And they went, nah. 
got, yeah. got an out for you. Oh, do you know what you'd be good for? Mixed tags. Mm. That's where. That's your role. That's your lot in life. Mixed tags. Yeah. To to look at Zelina Vega and say you're a wrestler now. You're the star of this act. That's the key to it. Um. But but I thought so. As great as Almas was, as great as Brian was, he cut a promo before the match, which was just brilliant. It, he got people. To boo climate change, oh, in, in like a no, no almost no, a cheer. No, he got people to cheer pollution. Yeah, yeah, that's because, it. That's it, the best way of putting it. Because he said that Fresno has the highest pollution rates in California, and Fresno, as an audience, went, "Hey, yeah. look how great we are!" I was like, "No, you idiots! You idiots! That's a bad thing." Great but stuff, but it, but because Brian, because Brian said you could heal, mm. it it almost works. Yeah, it's he's so good at getting genuine heat. Yeah, and of course he is. He's just. He's he's a he's a marvelous performer, uh, but I just thought he would really struggle because people love him so much. Yeah, but he is just as good a heel as he is a babyface. It's and incredible. It's, it's something I was actually listening to um, after we did our review of uh, Raw yesterday. I, I listened to the the Wrestling Observer review mm. that they did, and Meltzer made the point that like SmackDown has been a, a very good show for the majority of this year. But he says like the best thing on the show at the moment is Daniel Bryan. Like he uh, that was Dave Meltzer's opinion. SmackDown is essentially being carried by the brilliance of Daniel Bryan. And his point there was that that's the one character on that show that's been done by the wrestler themselves. Mm. That's not a team of writers that's sort of doing that. That's Daniel Bryan's ideas and being like, this is what I think we should do with this character. These are the promos I would like to cut. These are the points I would like to hit. And when you talk about the McMahon's, oh, this is our new era. It's a new era of change. We're listening to the fans and everything. For me... I would like more of what we're seeing in Daniel Bryan, of wrestlers being given the opportunity to pitch what they'd like to do and being given more creative freedom in their characters and their promos. Yeah, because earlier on in the year, Bryan was, you know, he had to do the stuff that was dictated to him. Big cast feuds. Big cast feuds. You're short, mate. And yeah, I I wouldn't say it's all Bryan because you've got Becky Lynch on this brand. But that is another example of someone who has really run with their character yeah. and she got it over it's her it's her twitter game but it got over by accident yeah yeah but they like after a while that wwe went with it it's Absolutely, another example yeah. of the wrestler having more creative input mm-hmm. into their character yeah but ali yes ali, back, ali, to, ali. back to ali he is such a good baby face oh my, a wonderful baby face in peril yeah because he sold for the majority of this match to build up aj's hot tag and you know you could watch this match on Raw with Dean Ambrose or like the Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler working someone over and I love Drew McIntyre but just the way Raw structures their matches and how everything feels stale I was like I okay, can't bored but Mustafa Ali I was maybe it's because he's fresh he's just got he's just got something about him that like a Ricky Steamboat kind of thing I don't think it'd ever work as a heel mm. but I said the same thing about Brian yeah and this was as you say was like them it was Ali Ali Almas and Brian working over Ali for I'd say ninety percent of mm. the match, really, which you might think was boring. But Ali's such a good baby face in peril that you're like, God, I want to see him get that hot tag to to AJ. And also, he'd have the occasional hope spot where he would come back with a move, and those moves were spectacular. Yeah, it was. Uh, but then it get cut off immediately, and you're like, Oh, I was in. I was. I was oh, in. So that, close. So close. Oh, yeah, I want to see him do it again. even more. But like, yeah, he did this. Uh, like he did like a rolling somersault. X Factor over the top rope yep. to hit Almas at one point and then ascent onto the outside. I was just like, the whole time, I wasn't, it's not that I was 
so into Ali as a baby face I was just happy for the guy yeah absolutely and there was a spot where Almas does his like double moonsault thing where he does the moonsault yeah. land at his feet and do the moonsault and I thought to myself oh Ali's gonna get caught again here and then you get the knees up on the second moonsault and I was like come on lad yes get that tag now yeah and that's when he made the hot tag yeah. I, I was genuinely into that spot as well uh, there's another bit where he's out on the outside he does the running hurricane rana on Almas to take Almas out uh, off the steel steps which was very impressive and Brian and AJ are just so good in the ring together yeah like watching them again made me rem- reminded me how much I love that TLC match and credit to Almas on that Hurricane Rana spot as well because Ali did lose his stepping and mm. slipped ever so slightly which they covered for on commentary as well but Almas made it look absolutely he made it look like yeah. no mistake had been made uh, and uh, so like AJ and Brian have a few bits together and the AJ hits up because the stuff happened outside with the hurricane runner off the steps. I was like, okay, so that's their side. Mm-hmm. And now AJ and Brian are going to finish off the match. Yeah. Nuh-uh. <laughs> AJ does a phenomenal forearm onto Almas once he's back in the ring. And Ali hits the reverse 450. So it's called the 054. The 054. It? Brilliant. Uh, <laughs> he, does, he hits that on Brian and freaking wins. Yeah, I know. Although he... Okay, okay let's, let's just... Bask in the glory, as Keith Lee would say, yep. of Ali winning, and, oh, and then man. we can say about that. Ali's selling of pinning the, of pinning Daniel Bryan as well, and like they put it over massively on commentary of just like Mustafa Ali just pinned the WWE champion, and it's so weird. Like a week ago, if you'd have said, oh, could you imagine Mustafa Ali in a, a main event position on SmackDown? I'm like, nah, do you know what? I, I could see him as definitely an, a solid upper mid card guy, very much in that mix. By the end of the show, I was like. Maybe he could be a main event on SmackDown. Maybe he could be. Maybe I've just been conditioned by this company to think a guy like that cannot be a top guy. Yeah. And yet, here I am being like, maybe he could be. Well, it's, it's not just that it's a guy in 205 Live can't be a top guy. It's He hasn't been on the... No. He's only two weeks new to SmackDown, really. And AJ does a great job putting him over. Yep. He's raising his hand, pointing at Ali. Yep. And it's like, there's so many ways you can go from here. And I just... I don't know Ali's ethnicity... But I feel like this is this is a very rare example of WWE putting someone over as a person, as a character that's not tied to their ethnicity, who's not like, you know, like just a white a white guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like even the women are put over as well, Dan, you're a woman. It's like <laughs> that only the guys can do stuff only white guys can do stuff that's not tied to who they are. And yeah, I was just it just made it was such a wholesome win. Yeah, it really was. But really, really nice. But now we can talk about that landing. Yes, okay, so, <laughs> oh man, I mean, I saw it at the time and I went back and watched it a couple of times afterwards, but yeah, Ali sort of missed the 054 and landed very, very hard on, on Brian. Um, some people are saying it was his arm that he landed on, some people are saying his chest, some people are saying his neck. Mm. Brian made his way to the back on his own but he did need to be helped out of the ring from from fan reports that were there reports are that brian backstage was like i'm absolutely fine i have no issue with the spot whatsoever and i've I've got no qualms with what ali did but you can hear ali audibly apologizing for hitting him very hard and even Uh, as he's pinning him he's like i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah he's like i'm (laughs) really sorry and and brian's like it's okay and then And uh, you can even see after the pin has been done, Ali's got his hand on his chest to be like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry about that. Don't don't tell Mr. McMahon I did a bad yeah. thing. He's not watching backstage. He won't know what I've done. And, and Brian and AJ, like, they're, 
they're they're at a very you know they're at the top there, and they are working very hard here to get this guy over, yeah. which is just beautiful to see. Mm-hmm. And that's how it should be done, rather than you know in like the nineties and the old days where the main eventers would actively keep those people down. Maybe that's why this felt like such a refreshing change for SmackDown. And like I, I think Brian, he knows what the atmosphere is like in WWE, so he not only did he put Ali over really strong here. And it really makes the the 054 like a really devastating finisher. Yeah. It's one of the most visually impressive ones in the company, I think. Mm-hmm. And he, just like how Justin Gabriel's normal 450 used to be really big in the Nexus days. And like that would that would be the last move people would get hit in the beatdown. That was like the Nexus move. Yeah. And for Brian to go back and reportedly be like, no, I'm, I'm totally fine. Even though he probably is pretty hurt. That's uh, you know, fair play to Brian for yeah, helping, out a, yeah. helping out a guy. It's a uh, Pritchard always tell. He says, um, obviously, in his Pritchard, you got to take it with a pinch of salt. But Pritchard always says that he knew when a guy was going to be like another top guy in the company because Steve Austin would be like, "I'm not sure that guy can be a main eventer." Mm. That was always Pritchard's like, "Oh, okay, the top guy's worried now." Yeah. <laughs> so we, <laughs> I think we've definitely got a main eventer on our hands here. But yeah, as you say, like this change of attitude within wrestlers these days, where it's just like, no, we want more. We want to elevate more people. We want to mm. get. The more people that are on top, the more people I can face as champion, the more fun I get to have as a wrestler. Exactly. And, uh, you know, Brian's obviously a very unselfish Very much so, yeah. Uh, I, I just really good main event, like, and just a real wholesome outcome. Very happy for Ali. Uh, this is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's the part of the show where we say thank you to our pledge hammers, those who donate $25 or more a month to us on Patreon. Thank you ever so much. You help keep the lights on. Yeah, you you also, of course, get uh, our two Patreon-exclusive podcasts every month of $5 and $10 backers. Everyone else, hey. Go and check those out. Exactly. And our $5 and above backers will get our review of ECW December to Dismember 2006. If you're wondering why we hate the 2006 era of WWE, go and listen to that show because it's a classic example of why that period of WWE absolutely sucked. Yeah. Is, is, our, is our review longer than the pay-per-view again? It's slightly, yes. That's yeah, all yeah. I ever want. Yeah, it's about two and a half hours, I think. So thank you very much, Britain's next top model, Phil Stockwell. Oh, Phil, what a we nice met him guy. In the flesh we now. have indeed. He is a guy I always want to impress. Mm. He is a guy I strive to impress on this He's channel. He's a video editor. He's a very and we're yeah. pretenders. Yeah, very much so. Uh, stem cell, Robert Stemmen. Oh, yeah. yes, nice, important stuff. I trust you as Sam Farah, as I can throw you. My favourite name. That's an awkward pun. Sean L. Blandito. Blandford. It's a Whoa. new one. New name for Sean Blandford. Sean Blandford. He, he requested it. Bland. He requested it saying like, I've been far from Bland for a long time now. Let's have something new. So he's just the Spanish Bland. It's exactly. like El- it's another El Generico. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, Shimmy Gang Got, Zachary Robert Crowley Barros. Nice. I don't know what that means. No, neither do I. Have a cup of tea, Lee. I tea Lee. I yes, I will I indeed. Will. The real true heel, Len Bro. Oh, he's such a heel. Uh, Caught in a Travis Webb. Yes. yes. Spiders. We're going on a Brian Huntley. Yeah. Nice. Charlie, jink it in. Well, okay, so this is. So it's spelled like Zyman. Mm. So I've called it. So I gave him the name Charlie, drink it in, Zyman. But he let me know that's actually pronounced Zima. So it doesn't wow, quite work anymore. So I might need to think of a different one. So for the moment. Uh, <clears throat> Charlie, drink it in, Zima. Yeah, still works, I guess. Even weirder because it's spelt with two N's. Just a wrong foot you twice. Yeah, no. uh, is it a silent N that doesn't usually exist? No, no it's a silent no. double N. <laughs> uh, what are you talking about, Jerry Willis? What are you talking about? Strokes. Another lad that we've met at the Prince Charles. King George Phillips. Nice chap. Royalty. Royalty. Joking Joshua Selleck. Oh, yes. Woo. He's not joking around. Noah the Ark Trombley. Two of every kind. Oh, yes. There can only be one. Our legend. There can only be one, and it is you, mate. Robert Spencer. Period. Good Monty Brown. Loud in my ears. Sorry, mate. Harder than its bite, Sean Barksdale. Oh, yes, Ooh, dog yes. references. Yeah. The incredible Jorge Henriquez. Nice pronunciation, buddy. Thank you very much, Michael man. Michael Sands of time. Oh, Prince of Persia. Kenneth Houston. We have a problem. WrestleMania X7. Oh, okay. I, I went for space. Oh, it's the same thing. Uh, Bull Lift Club le- Bull Lift Club leader Johnny Motta. It sounds like it's a Johnny Impact gimmick, but it's uh, that's what he is. 
was that jo- did Johnny suggest that yeah, name? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Bull Lift Club. I'm so guessing he works with the sounds like the Bullet Club. Mm, but it's Bull Lift Club. Bull Lift Club. Well, well you, thanks, Johnny. You're the Marlo. leader of it anyway, my friend. And finally, for this episode, JVF, JVF, Jack Van Fleet. Woo. Yes. We'll have the final lot of $25 and above shoutouts in tomorrow's NXT review. Unlike Raw, which opened with a 20 minute long in ring promo, which feels very normal for Raw, despite they say the change, SmackDown did start with a very seismic change and not one I like. But, hmm. but I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm willing to see where it goes. So it opens with the entire roster backstage, uh, which I much prefer. It's, it's a much more succinct way of delivering a message. You can get this whole th- segment done in three to four minutes, whereas as soon as you bring that outside, you've got to do ring entrances. You've got to pause for what chance. <laughs> and it, it just takes, it, it takes the, the drama out of it a bit. Uh, sometimes it works, of course, but mu- this this was a much better way of doing it. So the entire roster are backstage. Shane McMahon is on a podium, and he's talking about how on last night on Raw... Boo! And the and, SmackDown lot. Yeah. They're the only ones buying into this Raw versus SmackDown nonsense. Yeah. Uh, Raw were like, what's a SmackDown? <laughs> and the McMahon family... Uh, he says the McMahon family ushered in a new era. Yeah. So they're really focusing on the McMahon family side of this. Well, absolutely, yeah. The McMahons are in charge. Mm. They are the new... They are the authority figures across Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. And Shane... Shane just says so many times here, can you feel me? <laughs> did you get, did you, it was well, like the been... unresponsive thing from December to this, <laughs> this member. Well, he just like, you know, I'm, you know, it's going to be change. Can you feel me? There's going to be this. Can you feel me? Can you feel me, SmackDown roster? Can you feel me? Because I feel like, like Shane often acts like a preacher to SmackDown Live because he's like, he's one of the boys. He's not like on Raw over there where they're all separated. No, he's one of the, like, we're all in this together, like high school musical. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, I, he, this wasn't annoying, Shane. I, I did like him up there. And Biggie is just munching on pancakes. Well, you see, really. I thought it was pancakes as well, but someone said it's beef. He's he's like munching on a steak while looking at Brian. <laughs> is he? Yeah. Oh, my he's God. Like, like, and I watched it back in, but I couldn't quite make out what he was eating. But he is like staring a hole in Brian while he's doing it with his massive white eyes. That's fantastic. I mean, another thing that you can do with backstage stuff like this rather than that. I mean, this this did seem to be live, though, because Shane fluffed a line and they <laughs> kept it in. Quite an important line he fluffed. Or we'll it, get to that, it could just be that he just kept fluffing the line. And they were like, do you know what? It's the best we're going to get. 48th take, Shane. <laughs> but, uh, the, Tommy Wiseau in the room. This was really good because the camera, just a few clips here and there of people in the crowd reacting. And you really got a sense of their characters. Like Brian just not doing anything. Big E doing what you just said. Almas was like... I don't care about any of this. And he was saying things like, we're going to have new faces and fresh mm. matchups. And it cuts to a shot of Gallows and Anderson. Mm. And you can almost see the process in their head going like, yes, about time. Which is very good it's foreshadowing for, us to, for what happened exactly, later. It's time for us to step up. Uh, and it just puts these characters who are usually distinct and separate together. And you can see the contrasts and how they react to each other. And you're like, you know what? You've, you've actually got a very diverse bunch of characters there. But we don't always see it because they only play off one or two other people. Yeah. So I, I, I was a huge fan of this, mm-hmm. of, of just the presentation. But then came the the part where Shane says, now it's time for us to, uh, you know, thank formal 
genre manager page. Come on up here, Paige. So, here's a fun fact for you. I didn't know that Paige had been taken off as SmackDown GM until after the show. Because he'd went, he, I thought he just said general manager Paige, and then was like, let's ever, like, give her a, a round of applause. Thank you, Paige. And it wasn't until I went on to Cage Side Seats later, it was like, Paige has been ruined. I was like, was she? And I went back and rewatched. it. I was like, oh, God, I missed that very big detail. Because he literally says, she's not going anywhere. Exactly. And I was like, oh, right, so she's remaining as SmackDown GM. That's interesting. Yeah, so how this bit played out was formal Genra manager Paige of Shane speaking there. Paige steps up onto this podium thing and Shane goes, don't worry, she's not, yeah, like you said, she's not going anywhere. Yep. Um, we're, what's the exact role? The, the role has changed. So I'm like, oh, okay, so they're not called general managers anymore. They'll be called something else. Yeah. Um, and then he says, when well, everyone say thank you, Paige. And this could easily be Cheers, Paige. You're a great general manager. You are honestly the only main roster authority figure that everyone really likes. Yep, you, you've never been emasculated. You've not been cut at the knees. You have just been great. But then, like, the more I... I, I rewatched this three times because I was like, what is Shane saying? <laughs> and I was like, no, he's saying former, former general, general manager. manager. Yeah. But even then, you're like, okay, the role's changed to what? I don't know. Um, but then they say later on in the show, I think, that Paige is no longer general Yeah, I think manager. I missed that line. And was just so, so that's a shame. Uh, PW Insider have reported that the real reason this is is because as part of this new era, we're not going to have general managers anymore. No. Which you know, I, I, I'm not against. You know, I'm, I don't mind not having everything centred around authority figures. So we'll see where it goes. At the moment, it, though, it looks like it's just going to be the McMahon family. Well, exactly. They're the general managers. Mm. It's just they're not called the general managers anymore. Yeah. And it's um, yeah, it, it's basically WWE listening to their fans when we said we're really sick and tired of heel general managers, and they've gone, okay, so you don't like any general managers? That's fine. We'll just get rid of all of them. We'll do a blanket release of all of them, and we'll just have us in charge instead. Mm. So the other report that I saw was that she's going to be headed for the kickoff shows. And um, so that was speculation. Oh, was it uh, speculation? Yeah, yeah. So I think Cage Side Seats did this wonderful thing that they liked to do is in their rumour section where they say PW Insider say this is happening and then you go on PW Insider and they say yeah, if she could go anywhere, maybe the kickoff show like Booker T's used. Oh, okay. So not not strictly true, just speculation. Good work, HSI seats. <laughs> um, That's in my SmackDown review as well. Cheers, lads. <laughs> I mean, they do say at the top, none of this should be taken seriously. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the, yeah, so no more Paige, which is a shame. And, and going by her tweets, she found out about this a Late. couple of hours before the show started. Yeah, she was posting up a lot of office gifts, the, the US office, not the rubbish UK one. Um, and that's going to draw me some heat. And um, yeah, and I, it very much felt like she was doing the mostly ironically of like, today's going to be a great day. Mm. Like I'm in for a great year ahead of me. Uh, very much being like the Michael Scott thing of like, he genu- he thinks that he's headed for a great day, but something is terribly going to go wrong and he's going to have a very bad day. Yeah, so that's a shame. Uh, hopefully... I really liked Paige in the general manager role. I don't think, I don't, I, like, I guess the only other thing is just a normal manager role. Uh, it, and it's a it's maybe a, she could go back to managing Absolution. Yeah, maybe, but she's so good. Like, she, I think she would overshadow the majority of people she manages. I mean, she did when she was in Absolution. Yeah, um, I mean, unless it's like a figure like Nia Jax, who's got their like the Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman dynamic, mm-hmm. uh, someone who's very powerful. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, and especially with the movie coming out, you would think that you'd want her in a really prominent position on TV. 
Well, that's why she was brought back to TV. Like, mm. right? That's why they gave her the general manager well, role because, because they were... she had to retire. Uh, well, no, yeah, I know. But what I mean was, like, she could have retired and then just not done anything with mm. her. But they wanted to keep her on TV to help promote the movie and make the, the movie seem like a bigger deal. And now they're like, well, we just don't want general managers anymore. So, see ya. Yeah. Until the movie two comes out. Two months before. Yeah, two months before. And then they'll be like, oh, yeah, the movie. That's right. That's why we wanted you in this role. Oh, we need to find something you mm. to do now, I guess. Maybe it will be the kickoff shows. Maybe you should move into a manager position. It's a shame. Like, like I was never, I've never been the biggest fan of Paige. Like, I thought she was very good as a wrestler, but I was never like, God, she's brilliant and she's the best and I want to see her wrestle all the time. Very sad when she had to retire because of a tragically young age. And I liked her in the role. But I was never. But I don't. I'm not looking at this being like this is the worst thing, or this is like a really disappointing thing. I'm just like that's a shame. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm a bit more sad about it. So mm. I, really, I like. I do like Paige. I think uh, I'll be honest. I think I was actually sick and tired of the, the general manager thing anyway, because the general manager thing never really felt like it meant anything. And it did when Shane wasn't around. Well, and yeah, Paige was the only yeah. authority figure. It was quite nice for that period of time, mm. I suppose. But it, it really, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sitting here going like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not really into the idea of general managers. But the McMahons are just going to be the general manager, so like yeah. nothing's really changing there. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll um, see what but, happens. But at least there is change. Yes, there is change. Promise changed. Uh, next up, we got Becky Lynch in with an in-ring promo, who was just awesome so as good. always. She said, "I don't care who's running the show because the man's in charge." Exactly. She said, "I'm not here to hear corporate nonsense. I'm in the ring to conduct real business. I'm looking for a fight." So so good. And yes, Paige, bloody love you. And the reason why I bloody love you, she sold the loss. She sold the loss at TLC. She didn't walk down to the ring doing her regular entrance, smiling away. You just she- said Paige, by the way. You mean Lynch? Yes, yes, that's exactly yeah. what I mean. Yes, sorry, confusion. Lynch, that's why I bloody love mm. you. She stormed down to the ring, pissed off look on her face, which is like I had my title stolen from me on Sunday, and I'm going to sell that. I'm annoyed. Not like a lot of other wrestlers, just like I'm just going to do my regular. Just like Ronda Rousey after being beaten up by Charlotte Fledge, coming down the ring. Hey, hey, hey I'm all right, me. Oh, actually, a bit ouchy. Smart, hurting on the inside. Oh, it's yeah, hurts. <laughs> <Renee> would say <laughs> or, or Michael Cole, either one of them. But yes, yeah, so she sold the the loss, and I thought that was great. And then she sold that even further in her promo mm. loved it thought it was great uh, she, yeah she just she said come on McMahon's give me Ronda Rousey Charlotte interrupts say that she'll get the next shot to become the eight time champion and then Asuka comes out and says you know like I'm the champion on this brand hello do you, I'm, not, yeah. do you not want this one I'm the, I'm the champion <laughs> Where, yeah. the only one you can contractually fight for yeah. forget Ronda uh, and uh, yeah like that's what she says and then Vince McMahon comes down when they're all talking over each other and the crowd went crazy because he wasn't advertised for this show. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it's always fun to hear the... No chance. No it's chance fun to sing music. along with, yeah. But again... Praise Vince, him for booking a terrible show. Yeah, Vince was l- lacklustre again. He, yeah. His heart didn't seem to be in it. Yeah. It's 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 kind of sad, really. We didn't mm. say this on yesterday's show, but it is quite sad to see him out there. Because mm. he just... He looks... I mean, Grant, yeah, he is old, but he looks so old. Yeah, it's it's like he, he ages a lot more every time. Yeah, he, he's he's off telly. Um, I mean, I don't want to be ageist or anything. No. He's he's still very competent, but it's it's weird how his. He, I mean, he is ageist. <laughs> he <laughs> yep. he explicitly says to people, "You're too old to be on TV." This has been a thing going back decades, and he's putting himself out there. Uh, I, I know the reasons why. It's just. Um, well, I mean, it worked on Raw, didn't it? It popped a rating. Yeah, big rating. Yeah, so yeah. It, she tells Becky and well, Charlotte to get over big, it. Big comparatively. Yeah, but from the from the <laughs> lowest ever recorded rating of Raw. To the best one since August. Yeah. 
Good work. Uh, so he tells Becky and Charlotte to get over it and, you know, like, just do things by themselves and, you know... That wasn't, that's what they're doing right now. They're just asking for a Ronda shot. Yeah, it was a really weird thing. And Vince McMahon essentially said to Becky Lynch, you're a terrible millennial who just wants things handed to her. Mm. And I was like, I bloody knew you were behind that millennial <laughs> man promo. It had to be you. And Vince says, well, we're going to book Asuka in a title defense now. And it's Naomi. Yeah, Naomi comes out and she's like, I... I think I should get my chance. Granted, she was meant to have had a title shot to show on the WrestleMania Women's Battle yeah. Royal that never came to fruition. So finally, she got her one-on-one championship opportunity. Her first since like the middle of last year, apparently. Mm. And I, I said this in the review, but this is something that we've been sort of waiting for for the majority of 2018. In fact, all of 2018. The chance for Naomi to have an actual wrestling match and yeah. to show off that she is actually a very good wrestler. But she's just been sidelined all year long because... The brand and the company thought, Carmella, that's who we should be pushing as the, the face of this division. And so, unfortunately, we, you know, Naomi and Asuka and a few others just had to sit the sidelines and, and do now. And, like, with this, this, you know, the winds of change, can you hear them? Can you hear the winds of change? Perhaps we're going to be able to see some of these people step up and be like, no, I'm actually going to be a title contender. Maybe the Iconics will get something to do on SmackDown other than lose or win in Australia. So yeah, I, I think this is a good thing. Yeah, the match was the match was pretty decent. It got a a, a long amount of time. Got really few, good by the end. Yeah, there were a few really nice spots there, especially the Naomi springboard move into the Asuka lungbuster into the Asuka lock, which yeah, was the finish. Absolutely, and there was loads of like really good reversals of the mm. Asuka lock into pin attempts. I thought it got really good by the end. Um, no real mention of the fact that they were a tag team. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. That was like that was literally three weeks ago. I know. Uh, Charlotte and Becky are out there, but the. Like, I, off of this, I'm not like, I want to see Naomi in a, like, wrestling for the title. But this is what you should be doing. It's You should be putting these people in these spots, giving them an amount of time to try and get over with their wrestling. Absolutely. And, you know, this this time it didn't connect with me. But, you know, if Son- next week it could be Sonya Deville. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm, all of a sudden I'm, I'm in. Absolutely. So yeah. that's how you build stars and get people invested. Uh, so... Big tick there. Big, big old tick. Um, yeah, and it did like, although, you know, Vince essentially said at the start that, you know, we, we are ditching away of the uh, the antiquated automatic rematch clause, which is really going to be good when your uh, Straight to Hell video goes up on mm. uh, Cultaholic this month. And you're wanting spoiler. Your, spoiler, one of the things you want to send there has already gone. It's but already they, been. They, they even listened to me before. <laughs> I, they, they've bugged the room. So. <laughs> um so yeah, I, I, th- I think this is uh, very much a good thing but like yeah, to the point sorry, I was going to make was that uh, they've got rid of the automatic rematch clause but yet by the end of this it was still setting up the fact that there still is a triple threat feud between Charlotte, Becky Lynch and Asuka because Asuka's posing with the belt while the other two stood up and looked at her so maybe we'll get something with them at the Rumble but one has to imagine that Becky's going to be in the Rumble mm. well we'll see I, I, I'm really into all three of them and I'm excited about there's so many ways they can go with that yeah, feud, it really which is. is what you want yeah Next up, we got Miz knocking on Vince's, or the McMahon family, was how this door was labelled. Absolutely. And that uh, Vince eventually came out. Miz was knocking for Shane like a kid, saying, is Shane coming out to well, play? Vince comes out and says, Shane can't play today. Mm. Shane, Shane can't come out to play today. He said that after doing some weird, like a weird knocking bit <laughs> that, he's, that presumably he's been working on for his stand-up. <laughs> he, he comes out and he goes, was, was that a... I could barely hear anything he was saying. I know. I'd really struggle to pick up what McMahon was putting down. Yeah, and that's not because in the Shane way where he just says the wrong words. Yeah. It's just because he was, 
they mumble it. Was this a was that a child's knock? Was that a adolescent knock? Yeah. And so I reckon Vince has got heat with knocks. <laughs> I thought I've got, I didn't say this yesterday. I've got a theory that Baron Corbin's going to get genuine backstage heat off the back of his kayfabe heat. Oh yeah, because the McMahon. No, you were the, you the were... reason we were doing so bad. So terrible! It is all <laughs> your fault, Baron. Um, yeah. So, but Miz basically wants to speak to Shane because he wants to pick up this storyline of them being the best tag team in the world, and he's asking Vince for his blessing. Essentially, and they play <laughs> this up as if like Miz was going to propose to Shane. That was essentially what they were they were sort of playing off on. And it was quite funny, actually. I did enjoy this. I thought it was. I thought it was very well performed. Yeah, well, on, on yeah. Miz's part. Yeah, he, yeah. He's really good at. Acting stuff like this mumbly Vince wasn't as it great it was funny yeah but Vince was bad and he seemed to fluff his own line as well because he said okay I won't give you shame but I'll book you in a tag match tonight and you've got to find your tag partner actually, actually no I'll find your tag partner yeah it, it was very yeah what's... but he, he, either way he's setting up a tag match for, for later on and there was this amazing spot I don't know how they did it where Vince walks into his locker back into his room and Miz goes to follow him, but the door slams. As the door slams, Miz's hood comes off. <laughs> this was incredible. I don't like. I don't, it's, it's a, a gimmick of, hood. It's a piece of string. I think so. <laughs> I was trying to work out how they did it. It can't be the gust of air because the, the door wasn't that wide open. And his hood is quite tight. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, who, who would have thought of all the things on this show that would blow your tiny little mind? It was the Miz's hood. It was a working hood. <laughs> <laughs> so then we got Rusev and Lana cutting a promo backstage. I really like Rusev's oh, character. He's so great. He's just like, I've got everything. I'm so handsome. I'm a genuine, I'm a genuine hunk. Like, I'm yeah. such a hunk. I've got such a great beard. You could sell my beard on eBay and make jumpers out of it for kids. And he stumbled <laughs> over a lot of his words. But I didn't mind. Don't it's mind it, he's, mate. He's got this big grin on his face. It's weird for someone to, to stand there with this beautiful blonde wife, and he's talking about how handsome he is, <laughs> how great his beard is. That is a heel gimmick. Yep. And, and like 99 times out of 100, that is a heel gimmick. But it's like... But he's such a baby face. When he first did the, the handsome Rusev thing, and he, he said it was like to Big E, he was like, why do you call yourself Big E? We all could see you're big. I don't call myself handsome Rusev. <laughs> and I started like this handsome Rusev gimmick. All, in my eyes, like, you're now the biggest baby face on yeah. this brand. So he was a heel he's, back then. I yeah. know, that's what I mean. But it's like, he's so good at doing this, like... You sort of buy it like, yeah, I mean, you're, you are doing like the dashing Cody Rhodes thing, but you're not being a dick about it. I think it's just because he's so, when he's smart, like, you know yeah. how Vince goes, when Ronda smiles, the world, the world smiles, smiles with, with you. Yeah. Genuinely with Rusev. <laughs> if he's smiling, genuinely, I'm, I'm already laughing. Mate, when Shinsuke Nakamura plays that video package later on, I've never wanted to watch Total Divas more <laughs> than in my entire life. I have actively avoided watching that show for the longest time. But as soon as I saw those clips, I was like, if I could just have like a really good supercut of the, of all the good Rusev scenes, then I might genuinely watch that. Do you remember, did you ever see that clip when Rusev was live streaming? Yeah. We're not watching that again! And uh, Seamus is around, because they're very good friends, like they're best friends in real life. Yeah. He's going, should we watch another episode of Total Divas? Seamus doesn't know Rusev's live streaming. Yes. Yeah. I'm not watching that S word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Rusev go, we're live streaming. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the uh, video that Woods uh, Xavier Woods put up on his Twitter? Because <laughs> no. 
he loves Tyler Breeze like they're really good friends and he was watching the Tyler Breeze match against Dean Ambrose mm-hmm. he was watching it live by all accounts on his laptop backstage at whatever show they were at but it was live streaming it in the a building which has terrible Wi-Fi and Rusev and Lana are sort of like watching him watching it and they just keep laughing at him when the stream freezes because <laughs> it's like well, and it literally is like Tyler Breeze gets a cover and the stream is like no I yeah, want to know yeah, if yeah. he wins and Rusev goes I bet you when you get that Wi-Fi back the match will be over and he's lost and Ty- <laughs> was like no 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 he like refreshes the Wi-Fi and the second he gets it back Dean Ambrose gets the pin and Ru- you can see Rusev laughing his ass off so much behind him and he point- turned around to like point him and go like don't laugh at me like that's my friend he's just lost and he was looking at him so much that he missed the replay so he missed the finish again brilliant. which made Rusev laugh even more brilliant yeah he's so great. Rusev is super over oh. and then he says like after saying how handsome he is he says and look at Shinsuke Nakamura he's got an 8x10 here of Nakamura and his new scrubs outfit he goes, he looks like Sonic the Hedgehog. What well, awesome. Which <laughs> is an actual current pop culture reference. It is, yeah. Because of the, the, the Sonic the Hedgehog the horrible movie poster. Well, yeah. When he says Sonic the Hedgehog, I look to my left in my office with my framed uh, Sonic poster from the old Mega Drive days, and I'd be like, God, he looks awesome. And then I think, oh, no, maybe he's just talking about the new movie version yeah. where he looks a bit weird, a bit gross and weird. Next up, the Rusev stuff uh, was a Nakamura bit later on, which we'll talk about. But that mm-hmm. is to build to their match next week. Yes, at the on Christmas the Christmas Day, Day episode. episode. Um, then we got probably the, the the dullest segment on the show, but it wasn't. Too I, thought, bad. I thought Joe was good. Yeah. Uh, so they've been promoting Joe's Samoa Joe's apology all night to Jeff Hardy because he keeps on calling them out for being an addict. And Joe comes down, and Jeff's already out there to to hear it. And Joe says, well, it's not really an apology. It's an intervention. Yeah. Because it's Christmas, and that's when demons take hold of people. I I thought it was a very good idea and concept. And I liked Jeff's promo beforehand as well. I'm not usually massive on on Jeff promos. But he was essentially saying, like, you know, Joe's right about my past. I do have my demons. But every morning I wake up, and I look in the mirror, and I've got my demons with me. But I'm thankful to be alive, and I'm thankful to be here doing what I do. And I'm like, yeah, that's good, man. Good for you. Then Joe... absolute dick comes out and be like oh I know but really it's Christmas time you're gonna have a drink you're probably gonna get in a car and we all know what happens there Mm. and Jeff just turns out and be like really you're just insecure because you've been here for two years and haven't won a title yet and Joe you can this look on Joe's face which is like you mother effer. Yeah. How dare you bring that up? And, and the crowd, it was a, it was a line delivered in a way where it was like, ooh. Ooh, actually, that's a bit cutting. Yeah. It's good and, stuff. And like Joe's just been saying, well, it's really nice. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> uh, so that, yeah, it was it was fine. Joe goes to attack. Jeff hits a twist of fate and leaves. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, it, it's nice to, it was a short, whatever. It was just, I felt on the whole show, it was the weakest part. Yes. Uh, um, then we got uh, The Miz teaming with Mandy Rose to take on the formidable winners of Mixed Match Challenge Season 2, R-Truth and Carmella. It was really funny as well because The Miz comes out like looking for who his tag team partner is going to be. And the Greg Hamilton goes, and his tag team partner. The crowd goes, CM Punk, CM Punk. But no, it was in fact, uh, I need to call her Maurice then, Mandy Rose. Mm. But really, that's why Mandy Rose was in this position. And so R-Truth could think she was Maurice. Which was funny. R-Truth Good and comedy. Carmella Good comedy. Uh, they talk about being, can't wait to be number 30 spots. Can't wait for their trip to WWE HQ, which I can't wait for myself. And then he says, and I can't wait to face you, you and Maurice there. Yeah. Uh, good comedy yeah, I liked it I thought it was funny uh, dance break skull crushing finale Miz wins yeah. it took about less than a minute I reckon it went um, yeah, and that's what it needed to be it was only yeah. an angle really absolutely and Corey Graves really made me laugh 
where so they, they do the dance break and then Mandy Rose interrupts but then Carmella takes out Rose and that gives Miz the opportunity to come in skull crushing finale on truth to win and Corey's like Mandy made the ultimate sacrifice <laughs> because he's so on Mandy Rose's side he like spins it to be this brilliant victory by Rose and then he got really excited because he was like she was checking me out she was checking me out at ringside <laughs> oh by the way David Atunga was apparently on the show again yeah I missed him completely did not know he was there until they showed him on camera and I was like oh you're not Byron Saxton yeah. again uh, uh, then we got a Mustafa Ali oh that's when they announced that Corey announced that Mustafa Ali is now on the two, on the, on the Smackdown roster yeah um, then we got the same run of promos advertising the NXT call ups just lastly on that Miz thing they've announced the Miz TV with Shane McMahon mm. for next week um, did you see what Otis Dozovich tweeted? I did not. So when I bet you it's amazing. Yep, it is. <laughs> when these uh, same NXT call-up packages, so EC3, Lars Sullivan, uh, Lacey Nikki, Sullivan, <laughs> Nikki Cross, Nikki Cross, and Heavy Machinery, those promos ran again. We don't know which brand they're going to. No. Otis tweeted, Tucky. <laughs> We're on our way to Tuesday nights. <laughs> Yay. And then with a load of hashtags. And Tucker's replied saying, we don't know where we're going. <laughs> yeah. And a, a few sites reported this. As, yeah. Oh, well, he's leaked the, the thing. I'm sure we have as well. But what actually happened, I, I went back because I thought, this is Otis. This seems like Otis being silly. Yeah. You go back a few more tweets. He said the exact same thing about Raw. <laughs> <laughs> when they ran the NXT promos. It's like, we're going to Monday, Tucky! Tucky, Tucky, Tucky! With the exact same hashtags, the exact same word. And he's great. He's so, he's so very good. Funny. He just wants to have fun. He, yeah, oh, and he's so much fun to watch. But they really should, if they're going to go anywhere, they've got to go to Raw. Because as we saw in the next segment, the SmackDown's tag division is stacked. Yeah, and we haven't even seen the Colognes. Oh, I like the colours. I know you do. I'm making fun. Uh, so we've, of course, we've got the the three main ones of the champions, the bar. You've got the new day. You've got the Usos. The Usos came out here and they were cutting a promo, but as was foreshadowed earlier on with the opening roster segment in Shane McMahon's address, Carl Anderson came out. And Carl Anderson cut almost the exact same promo I cut on our TLC review, which again just proves that WWE watches mm. these shows. It's just, it's undeniable at this point. Yeah, so they say, you know, like, that they have great matches. They're the great teams. The Bar and New Day. But you're not having that matches every week. We didn't have a match last week, and you got a rap battle segment. Yeah. And I'm like, it's fair point. And they said, we haven't been on TV since August. That's insane. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah, so Glanderson said, now we're going to start taking things back. And they, they had... I, I really enjoyed this match with you. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. This is really a lot of fun. There was this. I mean, Carl Anderson is so good. He's, he's so underrated. He might be one of the most underrated main roster guys. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like people, you know, Tyler Breeze obviously and Cesaro, but Carl Anderson. At least Breeze. Breeze was on telly this week and has <laughs> had like a <laughs> few open yeah. challenge answers. And Cesaro's tag team champion. Carl Anderson is amazing. And there's this spot where one of the Usos is going for a dive on Gallows, out in that great camera work. Because you don't see Anderson coming, he does these sort of what do you call it, like a high kick yeah. to cut off the Uso dive, and that was that was going into the ad break. I thought I, that was a really good spot. I thought it was really good. Did this go through two ad breaks as well? Like it, it really went got quite a bit of time. I mean, it was more ad break than it was match, but mm. they gave it you know a decent amount of time. And then before you know it, the the bar's music hit, and you're like, all right, well here we go. The bar are coming out to cause a distraction, yada yada yada. And because you're so focused on this, you then miss 
that Sanity ran in from the crowd and just started laying waste to all teams. And I, I mean, I've got it in all caps. Sanity come out for the DQ. Yes, because I'm so glad to see Sanity back on TV looking dominant, doing something. And Killian Dane sat out there on the outside and there's this big old crossbody onto, I believe it was Jey Uso on the outside, laid everyone out and then looked up to the... They didn't challenge the bar or anything like that. They essentially just walked up the round to be like, do you see that? It's pretty good, right? And the bar then sort of like confer with each other and be like, well, we can't be made to look like chumps here. Yeah. So they go down and it's like, oh, we're just going to kick them a little bit. Yeah, we're also brilliant. We're the tag team champions. And as I said in the review, it's the first time in quite some time, I'd argue, that the tag champs and the tag team division has been taken seriously. Mm. And I'm all for that. Yeah, there's a lot of, again, there's so many ways they can go with this. Hopefully they don't choose New Day Bar and... Uh, <laughs> The Usos again. As much as I love those three, mm-hmm. it's it's great to to mix them up a bit. Uh, shout out to Corey Graves on commentary as well because Gallows hit a baldo bomb, and um, Corey Graves like, I mean, I would call that a baldo bomb, but no one remembers him. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so the yeah, I just that this hasn't made me go, oh wow, Galanderson are restored to where they were or no. sanity or at their promise. Absolutely, but not. it is. It's it's optimistic. This yeah. is an optimistic segment of where they can go, and I, I hope they continue down that path. When you're playing a classic board game, you have to move spaces before you get to the end. Um, you, see, we recognise that change doesn't happen overnight. Absolutely not. But you have to take one step. <laughs> uh, you have to at least roll the dice. And then uh, the last thing we'll talk about, because the main event came after it which we've already discussed is the Shinsuke Nakamura promo he's there in his blue jumpsuit and he just plays this montage of Rusev clips yeah from Total Divas to be like I'm not scared of you mate look look what a goofball you are yeah and it's just this wonderful montage of clips of Rusev in a thong yep just mowing the lawn in Total Divas semi naked cooking naked yeah just having a whale of a time just being the, I want to hang out with Rusev. Yeah. If I could pick any WWE guy to go out for a drink with, it would probably be Rusev. More than Otis. Otis would want. Well, I mean, as no vegetarian now, he'd want to go and eat steaks That's all the time, point. and I'd, I wouldn't have a mu- as much fun <laughs> with that. But I could certainly go out for a drink mm. with um, uh, with Rusev. Yeah, I, can I have the undisputed era, and I, I can sit with them, and we can be cool and make fun of other people? <laughs> oh, look at that person over there. Yeah. But what uh, if? But what if they could start making fun of you? Well, no, I hope they wouldn't. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, well, that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what a, what a terrific episode of SmackDown. What I really enjoyed it. A uh, very, very high SmackTastic. I'd agree there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just so, just so much wrestling as well. Yeah, yeah. All the wrestling got a lot of time. And it was Stuff all good. Happened. Yeah. <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. And it was like, we've said this about SmackDown before, but it almost feels like this should be like your, your standards mm. for SmackDown because you've got so much talent on that show that you should be able to put on high three out of fives, four out of five shows each and every week you've almost got no even by accident you should put these on because you just have good matches you don't have to try there are so many combinations that are very very good yeah and we've got some new potentials in the main event scene of Almas and Ali even they could spin off into their own feuds either way like there's just there's lots of like like a good game of chess a lot of pieces are being moved into place I'm the, the more we talk about it I, I the Royal Rumble is not sold on what the championship matches are nope I wouldn't mind a Brian Ali match. You're absolutely that's, right. That's yeah. the way to make it, like to get him solidified as, oh, man, as an right. upper mid carder. God, and, and they would have such a great match yeah. on pay per view. On pay per view, they would have an incredible match together. Ali would 
damn near kill himself. <laughs> oh, absolutely, to get himself over, yeah. And and presumably Brian as well. Yep. Um, so I'm going to get this kid over if it bloody kills me. Oh, no, I meant Ali would probably kill Brian. Is it this ring? His ring gear is so cool as well when he comes down. Oh, yeah, he totally looks like a Mortal Kombat character. Yeah. Like a Mortal Kombat character from the future with all of his LED lights mm. and whatnot. Well, big win. Do you want to help out the algorithm? Oh, do you want to? I th- usually we leave those for the end. Oh, I was hoping you would read out the algorithm so I could find an email to read. Oh, I thought you've got the, the big, uh, no, the big I, long agony. Yeah, but I need to find a way to condense it down because it's still 27 paragraphs. Oh, wow. Despite the fact that they have sent it, you know, four or five but times. But it's urgent and this is like the last ex- like intro outro we'll do oh, of the I year. I suppose you're right. So I suppose we do have to try and do it. All the others are minisodes, folks. I'd, granted, but does this not encourage people then to just say, hey, you've got to read this before the end of the week? Well, they won't what? be. It won't matter because this is but the I last know, but one. Could, but they could do it next year, and like it, what I'm saying is, it sets a precedent that even if you sent yours three months ago mm-hmm. and you're waiting for it to be read out, you can just say, no, 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 do it now, and we'll go. Okay, we better do it now then. But this is an agony art. I know, but we've still got a lot of backlog of agony arts. We've got our agony arts is basically becoming the crap gimmicks of the Saturday show, where we've yeah. got a massive backlog of things we never get time to read them out. Um, I'll. <clears throat> You you do some of this. I'm going to see if I can try and condense okay. this down. I will. Uh, so we did a call out yesterday because we realised that we hadn't read out iTunes reviews for the better part of a year, and that is it's it's important because that help we think it helps the podcast get up higher in search returns. Yes. So we 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 said that, and we've already had at least three reviews, what? five star reviews, of course. First, from The Only Lemon, love it. Listen to it all the time, to the point that you guys are starting to change my vocabulary. People look at me funny when I use slang from outside of the States, but who cares what they think? (laughs) You should. Everyone should be really concerned with what other people think of them. Oh, yeah. That's what they always teach you in confidence classes. (laughs) Uh, Have you got any others? I've got two more. Oh, please do. Uh, Oliver, from Kaiju Chaos... Ollie Davis oh, he's got, he's got a great name. is my spirit animal. As far as wrestling podcasts go, they don't come much better. The hosts are humorous, insightful, and critical without becoming vitriolic or overly cynical. I'm, I'm glad that that's, that's a that really comes That's through. a good way of looking at it. Yeah, we're not being negative or we're not being like overly cynical. Yeah, we want to. We come into every show wanting to love. Yeah. what the wrestling is. The feedback that I have had is that I. The reason why people say that I'm too negative is that the way that I say it. That's what I've been told. Because of your evil laugh. After I, I every guess sentence. it is. Yes, but basically, <laughs> I guess it's because I was like, this. All of this is rubbish, and mm. it's terrible. <laughs> you do have a tendency to be hyper, like go down the hyperbole path. Well, oh, speaking of. I, and I am, you know, you know me, I'm not prone to hyperbole, but I, we need to have a chat about uh, wrestle psych Randy Datsun. What's he done? Well, so he came in, this is while you were recording the news. Uh-huh. This is a, a genuine, I might have to, you need to go into HR mode here, I'm oh, afraid, wow. go into HR mode. Randy, Randy Datsun. Randy, Randy Datsun, he came into the office and he had his, uh, his music playing mm-hmm. in his headphones, but he'd taken one of the headphones off. So that's, I, that's his preferred sitting position. Yeah, well, this so is... So we can always keep an ear out for what's lurking. But so he Pass. was, um, and so while he was tidying things up a little bit, you know, doing, you know, doing good work, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. I I'm, called it a jabroni job when I gave it to <laughs> Well, it was a little bit. It's a job that you and I are too important to do. Yeah. And um, so I could hear the music that he was playing. And loudly, he was listening to 
the Rasmus. Wow. Yeah. And I <laughs> and I sort of stopped. The one song that the Rasmus did. Correct. Yeah. And I sort of stopped and I was like, wait, wait, are you listening to the Rasmus? And he was like, oh yeah, this is like one of the best songs ever. Ooh. I, I just think something needs to be said. Because uh, he oh, was sort wow. of adamant. He was like, I, and then he said a bigger card. He was like, oh yeah, it was a massive song when I was a child. And I was like, oh my God, you're so young. Mm. I, was, I saw- We can't be down at him for being young. No, I've, I know. I've made my peace with that. <laughs> but I did tell him that like, you know, hey man, it's a terrible song. It's a God awful song. Like, no one in the history of anything has ever said, that's a good song. Um, not even the Rasmus would say that's a good song because <laughs> it, it's a God awful piece of garbage. And I, point, I said to him, I was like, I've seen them live. I saw them at Reading Festival, and people were throwing a lot of things at them because they were so bad. That only ever happens to very, very bad bands at Reading Festival, like Daphne and Celeste when they played in 2000, or Good Charlotte. Bands that are very, very bad, that's when you throw things at them. And the Rasmus were one of those bands. They, they, it was in the shadows, wasn't it? That's the one. So just did... I, I'm going to do that thing that everyone hates where I play it into the microphone. Oh, don't, because I've, I've, it's already been stuck in my head and I can only hear it through that idiot's stupid headphones. Oh, yeah, this is it. Oh, my God. Stop I'm talking just... over this musical genius. We're not the BBC. <laughs> we can play it uninterrupted. Oh, no. Yeah, I think I think everyone's got it just from the oh oh a terrible oh, oh. terrible song. I think that's how you pronounce that Chinese maker of phones. <laughs> oh oh, I can't I can't get it down. Which one? Where well? Oh, that ho- one. Um, Hawaii. I don't think that's how you say. I'm it. pretty sure it is because I used to work for a a. a a phone contract provider, and I believe Hawaii, I believe that's how it said. Hawaii? Hawaii, I believe that's Wayo, what it is. Wayo is what I've said. They were the only other fans of the Rasmus and named their company uh, after it. My, that takes me back. My friend used to make me crack up as a y- really young child, like we're talking eight years old, where he, <laughs> he told me he used to do impressions of fish mm. and like the sounds they would make. And he said that a monkfish made the sound, whoa, whoa, and he would just scream it out in class sometimes. Ah, innocent days. Sorry, I didn't finish with Kaiju Chaos's Uh, uh, review. Ollie, Luke and Laurie are for the most part on the positive side of things, a feat that is certainly difficult with the current mainstream wrestling product. With the addition of segments such as Get Better and Agony Arts, the podcast leaves the territory of a mere wrestling criticism show and becomes something special that so many podcasts and other broadcast outlets strive so hard for to feel like time spent with friends. Truly one of the few diamonds amongst the rough of the other wrestling pods out there. Oh, oh well, very nice. thank you thank very you, much. Those are chaos. very, very kind words. And as I said, an excellent, an excellent iTunes name there. Mm. Um, Getting the big K word in there is always going to get over with me. So everyone, everyone put your iTunes reviews. Like, it's a, it's a Christmas present to us, isn't it? A little bit, yeah. Well, well. <laughs> is that just UK? Did you check US? Uh, I mean, there's one more. Oh, okay, sorry. Did, are you still stalling for time? Uh, a little bit. It's a long email. Depressed Vivo writes, it's fine. 
<laughs> I shouldn't. We shouldn't laugh. I texted when we were going to the Muppet Christmas Carol last week. I did text to the group saying like, uh, Ollie and I have already bought tickets, but it had been also corrected to Oil and I have bought mm. tickets, which my friend Tom found hilarious. Uh, my so you shouldn't laugh, but also correct. Yeah. A great podcaster here when going to school or going to work. This podcast is the only reason why I always have my headphones on me. I would say, I love this podcast, but I'm going to say how Luke Owens would say it. It's fine. <laughs> By the way, this is an inside joke Ollie made a while, a while ago, and he said wild, in the podcast. I don't think you guys will remember it. I don't remember it. It's fine. It's fine. Well, because I, mean, I used to say, it was fine. It was fine, but it seems like... He's making a joke about how we didn't say that one time. It's an in-joke on top of the in-joke. And it's one that we don't remember. It fight. I, I mean, yeah, I like the... It's like a caveman saying something. I like that we've got fans that can remember like real specifics of things that we do on this show. But mm. bearing in mind, we forgot that Vince McMahon appeared on SmackDown 1000. And that was only a couple of months ago. Yeah, I, I, I think People someone... Were, someone was baffled that we couldn't remember that. <sighs> I don't remember what I did yesterday. I know, right? How can you be real wrestling fans if you can't remember that? Um, because we've got lights! We've got other things to do. Uh, I, I want someone, as another Christmas present, to just come up with all the in-jokes we've got. Like Keep like an in-joke Bible that mm-hmm. we can refer to. It will make writing scripts easier. Are you... Are you I mean, it's we're out of time now. Um... Can, uh, you, can you do it in a in a sentence? No, I've managed to whittle it down to about five paragraphs. How long are the paragraphs? Long. Okay. Um, do, do, can we can we do it? Yeah, go on. It's it's Christmas after all. Um, okay, so this obviously comes from vacant. Uh, I will try and re- read out as much as I can. I do apologise. We don't. I, I'm not saying that what you have written is unimportant. It's just that we are pushed for time, and I've got to try and get this. It, it go, it, they do give a lot of background mm. uh, on this, so I'll, I'll, I'll hopefully I've got a cro- that across. Uh, my girlfriend, who has lived me uh, lived with me here in Florida, uh, along with her recently turned 21 year old daughter for about eight years now, recently got hurt quite badly. Quick background: We met at school in 1991. So we've been friends for a long time, despite lapses in contact, during which she's had a kid with someone else. Anyway, she's very OCD and really quirky, oddball, always reading the. In- phone content labels at the store regardless um, of always buying the same items and such. Anyway, she has for the past year opted to walk the half mile to the grocery store at 9pm to avoid sunlight. She's on government disability for mental emotional reasons and has been in therapy since she was a child and doesn't drive. I've gotten her into wrestling and we watch pay-per-views and specific Raw and Smackdown shows I think she will in- uh, that I think she will enjoy. And she hates matches and only watches the angle and build, but we do listen to your shows religiously so I know your mentioning her will mean something special in- uh, to her indeed. I don't know how to phrase my request. I guess just having you and your listeners give her well wishes and that she is cared for and worth caring for, even if it's just for a few fellow human beings who was hit by a car that raced away less than a block from our house. I was driving home and literally pulled over when I saw other cars pulled over and saw that it was her who had been unable to stand and slurring, oh screaming at the passers-by to get away from her as she was uh, she was fine. Don't call an ambulance, don't touch her. As I've said, she's OCD, so touching is out. And I'm not going to go uh, on about it here. You guys might have read aloud uh, that she would here but draw from this statement what you will hugging me or her even her daughter is a rare occurrence i doubt anything you or others said here about taking meds while in hospital will fall on deaf ears but perhaps if everyone said that they do care about her and maybe if you guys would like to hear an email from her when she's home and better then i could maybe get a smile from her i mean uh, <clears throat> i mean she is saying she doesn't want to be to, wants to take anesthesia for her upcoming brain surgery which is ridiculous and i think impossible and having over a dozen concussions myself from baseball growing up and fixing air conditioning now especially knowing her previous behavior her stance isn't getting being caused by anything new 
Sorry if that doesn't make sense. I, I, I was reading that for base. I, I think I've more or less got the point across. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he just wants us to... He did send a different email um, about this particular issue, sort of like looking for some advice within mm. this relationship. Um, but... I think that we should wish some well wishes. It is the, the time of giving. It is the time of love, uh, as the Muppets would tell you. So best wishes to you, Vacant, and to your lady partner, your lady friend. Hope everything goes all right. Yeah, now's not the time to turn heel, is it? I'm not going to do a, uh, a Dean Ambrose <laughs> at the end of Raw. Yes. Uh, so, yes, we do. We, yeah, we, yeah we, we, wish, we wish you both well. Absolutely. We wish you very and, much. And definitely take the anesthesia. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I. Um, that is rock hard if you get through that surgery without it. Oh, mate. Yeah, that is, <laughs> that's that's haku levels of like I'm nails. Was that like even, surely local at the very least? But you you would want to be under for that. I mean, I'll be honest with you. When I was going to have root canal, I was like, can I be put under an- local just anesthesia because yeah, because I do not want to go through this. And that was just that was minor. Mm. root canal surgery on my teeth get Nia Jax in here just just <laughs> knock me out face break hashtag face break the yeah. heck out of me well I suppose that is all we've got time for but, but let's have a joke just to you know let's do oh, we, we, we would like an update as well absolutely we would yes absolutely so um, I uh, would like to end this with a, a much more cheery note hopefully this can bring a smile to your face it is a Christmas cracker joke from Connor's Cure Koran uh, not exactly Christmas related but it's one of my favourite I mean, Christmas cracker I had at a work Christmas party. If it doesn't count for the Christmas episode, use it for a normal one. What do you call a pig in the desert wearing nothing but a witch's hat? A ham sandwich. Uh, regards, Connor Curran. Um Good grief. <laughs> Where I did th- that come from? I thought I would punctuate. Have you been saving that? No, but it did come up out of nowhere, and I thought I could probably make something of this. From out of nowhere. That was perfectly <laughs> timed. Thank you very I'm much. not even angry. <laughs> how rude that was. Yeah, apologize if anyone was listening to that. Um, I mean, people are listening to it, but if you, if you listened to that and was like, well, that was gross and disgusting. You've got to put an explicit warning. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We will see, well, at least I will see you tomorrow for the uh, Wrestle Ramble NXT review and that will be the last episode of the year that will have the intros and outros thank you so much for your correspondence all year long but don't worry there will be plenty of Wrestle Rambles going up over the uh, holiday periods we've got loads of them going up we've got an NXT year in review a Raw in year review Smackdown year in review best and worst moments of the year your 2019 predictions and the Christmas special yeah which has no topic no topic it's just us getting drunk and may also have the explicit warning on yes. there yeah and and because I mean that we're filming that tomorrow so if you really have something burning to tell us or just nice things to say absolutely get in touch uh, yeah send in an email and we might read it out yeah, on, the, on the show that's luke at wrestletalk.com please do get um, in touch with me because Ollie doesn't look at any no, of the no. emails that you send him because he thinks you all smell I, I don't I don't care <laughs> uh, I, and we'll be back on the 2nd of January yes with brand new intros Wednesday, and outros yeah, yeah. So we're doing a bumper Raw and Smackdown review it's like the old days when we used to review Raw and Smackdown I've been on thinking one show. about that oh yeah <laughs> it's just gonna, it means we have to watch Raw and Smackdown in the morning and they probably will be like throwaway shows as well yeah, because we'll see. like we'll see. I don't think we're going to really focus on I, I don't think WWE are going to focus on Raw and Smackdown what they're doing until at least the 7th 
because that means I have to watch Raw on New Year's Day and I'm going to be so hungover. My wife even said to me, I was like, if you need to watch Raw on New Year's Day, just like, you can do it, that's fine. And I looked at her, I was like, well, I love you for saying that's okay. I'd really rather not. Yeah, so tell me I can't do it. <laughs> we'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll see you soon. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.